No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Jeremiah prophesies in the temple court that God will destroy the temple. The priests and prophets arrest him, but Ahiakim delivers him from death. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 26 on Simply the Bible. The book of Jeremiah is not arranged chronologically, which doesn't always make sense to us here in the West. We now go back to the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, shortly after King Josiah died. God was still pleading with his people to repent of their sins so that he would not have to bring about the disaster upon Jerusalem that Jeremiah was saying would happen if they did not repent. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 26. In the beginning of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, this word came from the Lord. Jehoiakim became king in 609 B.C. At the time, Judah was paying tribute to Egypt. But within four years, King Nebuchadnezzar would invade Judah and take some of the people of Jerusalem captive, including Daniel and his three friends. This would be the first of three invasions where the Jews would be taken captive to Babylon. Thus says the Lord, stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak to all the cities of Judah, which come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words that I command you to speak to them. Do not diminish a word. Perhaps everyone will listen and turn from his evil way, that I may relent concerning the calamity which I purpose to bring on them because of the evil of their doings. So Jeremiah was to be in a very visible place, the lamp on the lampstand, as it were, right in the temple court as the people would gather to worship. And the Lord said, tell them all of the words that I command you to speak. Do not diminish a word. You know, there is the temptation when you are speaking for the Lord, either as a teacher or preacher, or in this case, a prophet, to diminish the word if you think it's not going to be popular. And of course, Jeremiah's word was not popular. So God says, don't diminish it. Don't in any way sort of sugarcoat it or dilute it. Just make sure you deliver my word as I'm giving it to you. Now, perhaps everyone will listen. God was still seeking to gather his people to himself, still seeking to give them yet another chance, even after it had been a thousand years since he had first told them through the law that if they disobeyed him and turned to idols, that God would take them away and into a different land. Still, God was patiently pleading with them to turn from their sins, that perhaps if they would, he would then relent from the calamity that he was going to bring upon Jerusalem and all Judah. And you shall say to them, thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law, which I have set before you, to heed the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I sent to you, both rising up early and sending them, but you have not heeded. Then I will make this house like Shiloh and will make this city a curse to all the nations of the earth. 
So the Lord was really putting before them life or death. If they would listen to God's word and heed what he said, then they would have life. They could continue to live there in the land and God's temple would continue to exist. But if not, then he would make the temple of the Lord like Shiloh. Now, Shiloh was the place where they originally put the tabernacle when they first came into the land under Joshua's uh, leading. And there it remained all the way until the time of Eli the priest when it was then captured, the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the Philistines and later Shiloh was destroyed as the place of the Lord's habitation. Now the prophets and priests felt that the temple built by Solomon was their guarantee that God would always defend them. And so for Jeremiah to insinuate otherwise would be shocking to them and even considered to be an act of treason. So the priests and the prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. Now it happened when Jeremiah had made an end of speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, that the priests and the prophets and all the people seized him, saying, You will surely die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without an inhabitant? And all the people were gathered against Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. Jeremiah had a tough gig, right? Because the people just didn't want to hear what he had to say. Now, why is it that often the religious leaders are the most distant from the heart of God? The same thing would happen in the ministry of Christ. Religious pride blinds and then leads to hatred and hostility. The priests and the prophets were unwilling to acknowledge their sins and their stubbornness before God. They had forgotten that their habitation of the land was contingent upon them obeying the Lord's covenant. Rather than examining themselves, they seized Jeremiah. When the princes of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house to the house of the Lord and sat down in the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. And the priests and the prophets spoke to the princes and all the people saying, This man deserves to die, for he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your ears. The princes, being in the royal house and close to the temple, heard the commotion and they came out to see what was going on. They sat in the entry of the new gate, which is believed to have been on the south side of the temple court. And as they were there, the prophets and priests spoke to them and to the people, saying that Jeremiah deserved to die. Did he really? Wasn't he only telling them what God had already said in his word? We should always beware of those who respond to criticism with hostility. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the princes and all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city with all the words that you have heard. Now, therefore, amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent concerning the doom that he has pronounced against you. As for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good and proper to you. But know for certain that if you put me to death, you will surely bring innocent blood on yourselves, on this city and on its inhabitants, for truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. I love the authority and the confidence by which Jeremiah 
speaks here and how he makes his defense. He was convinced that he was giving the words of the Lord and he would rather fall into their hands and be put to death than disobey God or fail to give forth the message that the Lord had given to him. But Jeremiah made his defense with three arguments. First, the Lord sent me to prophesy these words. I'm not just here making this stuff up or committing treason or just trying to make a name for myself. It's the Lord that's giving me these words and telling me to say these things. Secondly, I'm not just telling you that there's no hope here. I'm giving you a way out. If you will repent and listen to the voice of God and heed his words, then God will also relent from the disaster that he is planning to bring. So there was hope here if they were willing to take the medicine. And third, if you put me to death, you will be guilty of shedding innocent blood. Then you will be adding to all the sins that you've already committed with this blood guilt as well. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, this man does not deserve to die for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. How is it that princes and people could be closer to the heart of God than the prophets and priests? Listen, we're told that God is no respecter of persons. He shows no favoritism. The Lord receives people from all walks of life, from all nations, from all kinds of people who will simply believe in him and listen to his word. The princes and people had respect for Jeremiah that he spoke in the name of the Lord. Then certain of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people, saying, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all Judah ever put him to death? Did he not fear the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them. But we are doing great evil against ourselves. So the elders of the land were there. Now the elders were there to help give guidance to the people. And, and they spoke up and said, wait a minute. Didn't Micah the prophet speak during the reign of Hezekiah? Now this is the Micah of the Bible. And the prophecy that they quote here is from Micah 3.12. And their point was, look, Hezekiah didn't put him to death. Hezekiah listened. And as a result, God relented from the disaster that he said that he would bring. So if we ignore what Jeremiah is saying, or even worse, if we put him to death, then we will be doing a great evil against ourselves. Now, there was also a man who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Urijah, the son of Shemaiah of Kirjath-Jerim, who prophesied against this city and against this land according to all the words of Jeremiah. And when Jehoiakim the king, with all his mighty men and all the princes, heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But when Urijah heard it, he was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. Then Jehoiakim the king sent men to Egypt, Elnathan the son of Akbar, and other men who went with him to Egypt. And they brought Urijah from Egypt and brought him to Jehoiakim the king, who killed him with a sword and cast his dead body into the graves of the common people. 
Now, we don't know who is speaking here or really why this was brought up, except to say that this was the same message. Uriah was saying basically the same thing as Jeremiah had been saying. But Uriah, when threatened, ran away to Egypt and Jehoiakim sent people to go get him and bring him back and then put him to death. And so what it does illustrate is that the people were divided. Some people thought that what Jeremiah was saying was good and right. Others, such as the king, uh, would not have agreed with it. And Jeremiah was really taking his life into his own hands because he could have been killed as Uriah had been killed for the same message. Nevertheless, the hand of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah so that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. Jeremiah escaped the plots of the people because of this man Ahikam, the son of Shaphan. Now, Shaphan was King Josiah's secretary who reported the finding of the law to Josiah, and that subsequently led to many spiritual reforms. Shaphan's son, Ahikam, was a great friend to Jeremiah and delivered him from the murderous intent of some of the people here. What could have been disastrous for Jeremiah really wasn't because God sent someone who was a friend to Jeremiah who helped deliver him from death. And you know, it's so much safer to be doing what God's called us to do, even though we may not be popular, even though people may threaten us, God will deliver those who trust in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will fast forward to the reign of Zedekiah when Jeremiah prophesies that all nations must submit to the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar. He will also carry away the temple furnishings and vessels to Babylon. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.